This program has been made possible through the support of an independent grant from Daiichi Senkyo, Inc. From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. On last week's episode, Ashley Dedman shared her experiences as a young caregiver and how it impacted how she approached her own health. Today, we're going to continue our conversation with Ashley to talk about the impact of being born into three generations of women affected by breast cancer, losing her mother to the disease, and watching her father battle prostate cancer shortly thereafter. Ashley was 22 years old and fearful that she was next. It was then that she took matters into her own hands and immediately reached out to her doctors who suggested genetic counseling and screening for the BRCA genetic mutation. Today, we'll learn from Ashley what those tests found, what she did next, and how it changed the course of her life. Ashley, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Adam. It's great to be back. Well, well, Ashley, I mean, listen, talking to you last week about your experience as a caregiver was so inspiring and your your dedication to family is so inspiring, but but there was something that you that you said several times that I think is the what what sparked this conversation, which is you felt like cancer was coming for you next, right? And that's what led to here. So we we talked about losing your mother to breast cancer, watching your father battle prostate cancer. Tell us about how that led to this decision to undergo genetic testing and what the test results found. Absolutely. So definitely you know, losing my mother to stage four metastatic breast cancer and my father battling prostate cancer, but it was also knowing my family history Um, On my mother's side, um, having three generations of women who were diagnosed with prostate cancer. Um, And it's important to not only know your mother's side um, family history, but also your father's as well. And so um, knowing my family history and knowing that um, my mother and father both um, battled cancer, I, I, I felt that I was next. I really felt like cancer was coming for me. And so Um, I had questions and I knew I needed answers. Um, And that's when I reached out to my doctor um, to to help get those answers. And so um, that's when um, she, um, we had the conversation around genetic counseling and genetic testing. Mm, That's great. And so I I know you were full of questions and fear. You, You had the conversation about it. What happened next? So, yes, after updating her on my family history, um, because, you know, our family history changes, you know, even annually, every time we go to the doctor. um, So I wanted it was important that I updated her on my family history. She knew about my mother's diagnosis, but she hadn't heard about my father's diagnosis. And so with that information, um, she felt that it was best that I go through genetic counseling um, and then genetic testing. Um, With genetic counseling, I met with a genetic counselor who talked to me about the BRCA gene mutation um, and um, what the testing would look for. Um, And so um, at the age of 22, I found out that I was BRCA2 positive, um, which meant that I had a high risk for breast and ovarian cancer and elevated risk for other cancers. Mm. And so I would imagine that leads to action. We talked in our last episode about how you're you're clearly a person of action. So what was the plan that you ultimately developed with your doctors and what were the drivers behind some of those decisions? 
So, Adam, just to be, you know, transparent, I was really hesitant in the beginning um, because I had just lost my mom and I was really in denial. Um, I was angry. Um, and so um, she told me that I would begin seeing a high risk oncologist to monitor my breast and ovarian health going forward. And um, I went to go see my high risk oncologist and I walked in the office and I walked out. Um, because I just felt like this wasn't for me. Um, they had the wrong person. Again, I, I was just very angry and upset and confused. And so um, I eventually did go back to my uh, doctor's office um, and I actually met with my doctor. And it was then my doctor really got to know me. She took the time to um, know what was important to me. She knew that I wanted to get married and have children. Um, and it was there she and I began to explore all of my options, all of my risk management options um, to be able to monitor my breast and ovarian health. Um, it was there she also answered any questions that I had. Mm. That's fantastic. That's great. And and so you went there, you, you got to the appointment, which is important, <laughs> even if it takes a little bit of time. And, and tell us what were the next steps uh, that you took in, in your journey then? So um, at that time, when I met with my doctor, we discussed increased surveillance, which would aggressively monitor my breast and ovarian health. We talked about hormone therapy, and we also discussed prophylactic or preventative procedures. Um, and at that time, um, I felt that increased surveillance was the best um, decision for me at that age. Um, and so for about a decade, I did increased surveillance um, that aggressively monitored my breast and ovarian health. Um, and then after getting married and having my first child and breastfeeding my first child, um, I saw that increased surveillance was no longer an option because of the, the commitment that it took to go to the doctor's offices as frequently as I had to. And so um, my husband and I um, had the conversation about exploring other options. And we, we talked about it. We prayed about it. We asked the doctor, uh, the doctors more questions. Um, and, um, and in December 2016, I had a preventative double mastectomy. Hmm. So tell us about the emotional and mental impact of having that preventative double mastectomy what 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 did, what did that how did that affect you as a woman so first i i questioned if i was making the right choice mm -hmm. and i knew i was making the right choice because i knew my family history i knew that i had genetic testing which confirms that i was a carrier of this mutation um, and i knew what my risk were and so when i kind of just talked myself through that I knew I was making the right decision. Um, but then um, after my procedure, I began to question my womanhood. I began to question my self-image and my self-worth. Um, I had always been a confident woman, but um, at this moment, immediately after my surgery, I, I had delayed reconstruction. I didn't have any breasts. And so I wondered, was I beautiful? Was I still attractive to my husband? Um, and, and I knew that I was, I knew that, you know, um, my self-worth and my confidence truly define who I am as a woman and that my breasts were a piece of me. And so, 
Um, but also the emotional and mental impact um, continued um, in that I thought I would be okay not breastfeeding any uh, future children. And I have a 16 month old now and I was not able to breastfeed um, my 16 month old. And I thought then when I made my decision to have my mastectomy that I would be okay with that. But you really don't know the, the impact of that decision until you're faced with it. And so, um, but I look back on it and I know I made the best decision. And although I didn't get a chance to breastfeed my second baby, it did not change our bond. We have a stronger bond um, without breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. And so you, you mentioned your children. Tell us how your children factored into some of your decision-making along this process. Absolutely. Um, you know, losing my mother, Adam, was the defining moment in my life. Genetic testing was the pivotal moment in my life. It has, um, it has changed the trajectory of the impact of this disease on my family. It has created a, uh, a blueprint for my standard of care and for my daughter's standard of care. Um, breast cancer aggressively attacked three generations of women in my family. And through wow. genetic testing, we can now aggressively attack breast cancer mm. through education, awareness, and risk management. And that's how I approach this with my daughters, um, the importance of their health, the importance of their breast health, and making them aware as they, um, as they get older of their family history of breast cancer, as well as this mutation that I carry um, and their potential risk of carrying this mutation because they have a 50-50% chance of carrying it. Mm. But, you know, it, it, it occurs to me because you've done, you've been so proactive and so thoughtful in, in this process of, in caring for your own health that, that they'll be even more proactive and even more thoughtful in caring for themselves going forward as well. And, and hopefully that will just continue for, for generations, increasing uh, health for your entire family, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have to say, um, my father got genetic testing about a month ago. Um, and I was super excited about that because you would think because of the multiple cases of breast cancer on my mother's side um, that I inherited my gene from her. Um, but my dad had prostate cancer. And that is a, a, a when you're BRCA2 positive, prostate cancer is a cancer linked to that mutation. Um, so he did get genetic testing. And um, so with his results, we were able to com conclude and confirm that I did receive my mutation from my mom. Mm. Okay. Wow. Well, that's great. I mean, it's important that we, that we know and understand these things so we can take better care of our health and, and our loved ones. Right. So last question, Ashley, I understand that you've written a children's book. I would love to know more about that. Tell me about that. So I wrote the big discovery during my recovery of my uh, preventative mastectomy as a way to express myself. Mm -hmm. um, it was challenging to explain to my then two-year-old why I couldn't hug her, why I couldn't hold her, why I couldn't pick her up, why I couldn't just love on her the way I wanted. 
Um, And I also reflected on the time when my mother was battling her journey. And I would always ask, what is the hardest part of your journey? And she would always say, Ashley, it it was telling you that I had cancer and it's telling you and sharing sharing with you the unknown. Um, And so the big discovery serves as an educational tool to assist family and children in navigating through a breast cancer journey. Um, Although the treatment process is introduced, it is left open so that families can navigate through their own options and make informed um, health decisions. Um, I'm super excited because my book has inspiring real-life cancer survivor stories, um, as well as a glossary and open-ended questions to help prompt for dialogue and check for understanding. And so the overall goal is to really, you know, how do you tell your child you have cancer? Um, And really simply put, it's in your own way. Um, Every child is unique and different, um, but it's so important to know that our children come on this journey with us. And so it's essential to focus on their emotional, mental, and social health. That's right. That's right. Wow. That sounds amazing. And I'm, and I'm glad that you've done that. And if, if our listeners wanted to find your book to be able to help explain to their families, where would they do that? It is on Amazon. Okay. So it's uh, the title is The Big Discovery. The Big Discovery. Yes. On Amazon. Wonderful. On Amazon. By Ashley Dedman. The Big Discovery on Amazon by Ashley Dedman. Okay. I'm, I'm going to look that up as soon as we finish this recording. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to check that out. I love it. Well, Ashley... This has been so helpful, so encouraging, so inspiring. And in the way that you care for your family, both your your parents and now your daughters, uh, is just truly inspiring. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story with us today. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Real Pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.komen.org. And for more on breast cancer, visit komen.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com. This program has been made possible through the support of an independent grant from Daiichi Senkyo, Inc.